Welcome to the Perp Web Podcast, hosted by Joe Bosch. So I just, uh, I know it's so kind of difficult to, to hear same speaker so long time, you know. It's like dancing with same partner all the time. So, um, Depends on how good the partner is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, but you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so uh, let's have I'm some charged. fun with the law of the land, mass balance. Okay. You know, all our ECMA thing, all our oxygen, it's all about mass balance, right? Let's, yeah. let's see what's happening. Okay. This is a very primitive and simple for understanding the, the socket, right? Let me put my finger, make, yeah. So this is our oxygenator. Oxygenator produce red blood at 100%. It's going to the heart, going here. This 100% is 100%. So there is another part of the blood that coming from the way not oxygenated. It names have CVO2, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going into the lung. And maybe if lungs are working a little bit, it, it will be as LO2, a little bit better, right? Like say you have 50 here and maybe 70 here, depending on the lungs, right? Mm-hmm. So ideally, if you know SLO2 and it's going to 100%, patient recovered. And again, very important here to understand. I'm kind of mentally separate two for two flows. One from ECMO, one from the rest of the organs, venous. Mm-hmm. I mean, in real life, they mix, right? Mm-hmm. But for yeah. our analysis, let's keep them separate, okay? Okay. And this is assuming the cardiac output is higher than your ECMO flow. And it's for the world. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Okay. We'll go to it. Okay. Okay. Oops. Sorry. Okay. So this is a, a visual implementation of what I say. Don't worry. It will be still fun. Forget about. Sorry about formulas. So this is the this is the oxygenated blood coming. This is effective flow. This is after recirculation fixed, right? Mm-hmm. This is the rest of the flow, cardiac output minus this flow. This is coming after lungs, mm-hmm. right? And this is mixed here, and we see arterial saturation here. Mm-hmm. So once more, this is a simple mass balance. If you look at our arterial blood with arterial saturation multiplying the cardiac output, is the sum of effective flow, good flow from ECMO with 100% saturation, and the rest of the flow, cardiac output, minus minus this ECMO flow, mm-hmm. multiply on the post-lung saturation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me repeat. SLO2 is saturation of mixed venous blood, not passed through oxygenate after lungs. Mm-hmm. Right? If some yep. blood like 50 come after lung, became 70. If it's mm-hmm. 100, super. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is a mass balance equation. No you, no me, nobody can intervene with this. This is a... The law of the lab, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and now we talk about technologies. One guns, uh, flow track, some nice technology. Let's imagine that you have a great technology to metacardic output, right? Okay. Then what's happened? We take the same mass balance equation. We know cardiac output. Great news. We can measure arterial saturation. We have a pump measure flow, like with the circulation. We know cardiac output again, so we can calculate post-lung saturation. Mm. This is very cool. Yeah. This is tell you how long we covered. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you have a, like a vigilia or some divided measure cardiac output, based on a simple mass balance equation, you can measure uh, the, the lung recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And this is simple mass balance, nothing miracle about it, right? Mm. 
Before we continue to the next slide, I'd like to address our discussion about pre-ox saturation. So if you have a patient that has a recirculation, he, so his pre-ox saturation will be not true because it's contaminated with mm -hmm. blood. Mm -hmm. There is a simple formula, this is it, that you can really calculate, isn't it? Calculate SVR2 that you're interesting from the SVOX. So if you have a pre-ox saturation, you put in this formula and you calculate what actually venous saturation is. It's not mixed venous, it's in the area of cannula, right? It's not really true. Mm -hmm. But you can know. Very well, simple, with a simple formula. Okay? So you take your, your, uh, your saturation of your sample that would be pre-oxygenator, right. and then you would um, subtract out your recirculation right. percent, right. divide it by 1 minus recirculation yes. over 100, right. and you have your SVO2. And we'll use this formula later. Yeah. So this is kind of for you to know. If you're curious, if you have a transonic, you have a recirculation, you can find out what the venous saturation huh. like this. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Now, fun coming. <laughs> so much fun. I can't stand myself. Okay. <laughs> I feel like so, I just landed in Disneyland. And now I tell you what's <laughs> happening. So as I told you before, you know everything. You calculate um, post-lung saturation. So let's see what will happen. This is your case number one. So you have a 95% saturation arterial. Okay. Your effective ECMO flow is this one. You, and the cardiac output that you came from some device, five liters. So this is your 75% after lung. Not okay. bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not 100, unfortunately. Okay? Now we change. Let's say you measure 4.2 liters. Same, 95, or, but now. The, car, the, the, the device gives you cardiac output of 4.2 liters. Effective. Okay. Effective flow. Uh, effective flow for effective four, four liters. Flow. Four, four liters. Okay. We yeah. don't, don't change it. We're not okay. changing that. Only cardiac But output. device that you use show you different cardiac output, 4.2 yeah. liters. And then you calculate SO2 is minus 5. It's a miracle. Can you imagine? You have a, a saturation after like minus 5. No. No. So what does it mean? That your cardiac output reading is um, BS. Nothing to do with human being. It's whatever device gives you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So with this device, you can really control, do you really have a true value of the cardiac output? Very easy, right? Mm. Okay. Next case. 90, again, 92. It was 95. Now it's 92. I would share. Let's saturate your measure saturation 92. And the same cardiac output now minus 68. Mm. So you should be very careful with the with the measurement of the cardiac output. Let's say I come to measure cardiac output of the patient in uh, ICU unit, in, in five liters. How do you know it's true? You don't know. But in case of VV ECMO, you actually can control, is it, true, is it really true cardiac output, okay? One more case. 92% saturation, again, four liters. Now your reading is three liters, for example. Now your saturation, 124%. Mm. Absolutely unrealistic, again. Okay? I'd say decannulate. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? That goes off. Exactly. You can see because <laughs> if you see four hundred four liters of effective flow and the cardiac output is impossible. Yeah. You can't have effective cardiac output flow coming to the heart four liters, while your cardiac output is three. So if you divide three liters, an issue of four uh, after circulation four liters is uh, is a BS, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last case. Okay, so now you, let's say you have a 
89th iteration. And again, four liters effective flow. And cardiac output is given by the device five liters. Mm -hmm. And you calculate, you see, 45 saturation for lungs, kind of on the smaller side. But you remember, I teach you, we can calculate um, venous saturation from preox. This is your formula, remember? Mm -hmm. Let's say recirculation 20% as we are to 65. Then your true venous saturation, you know, mm -hmm. will be 56%. Mm -hmm. So what's happening? You have a 56%, I'm sorry. Oops, sorry, sorry, yeah. Oops. You have a 56% here, and after lungs that should help, you have 45%, yeah. see 45? Yeah. It's also not true. So what I, the reason I'm just bringing all this stuff, it's from not coming, not from nowhere. It's a true reality, not your show. Why you need to know this thing? This is a cardiac index, cardiac uh, output calculated oxygen saturation after lungs with cardiac output by Vigilea. People use Vigilea. Mm -hmm. Nice device, 17 patients, 52 mm -hmm. measurements. This is data from archive from the Gisson. Look what are, this is, we, I just take their data and calculate. And guess what? Oops, sorry. The saturation after lungs mm -hmm. changed from minus 58 to plus 100. So this is a true reality. What I'm telling you, if you have a nice device, maybe some gun, something, right? You don't really need to fully trust it. Because here, in some cases, it's lying. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you. You can use whatever you want. But if you want to treat patient better than their data, you better do a simple check, arithmetic, is it really with mass balance for you. Mm -hmm. So I personally work with the cardiac output technologies for 30 plus years. You know, if you bring technology that's sometimes kind of not true, you need to give people to limitation. If you're not, here it's not working. Because there is always idea, you know what? It's not really cardiac, but dynamically it will show direction. Mm -hmm. this is, and this is absolutely not true. If this is not good device, why do you think it give you good direction? Mm. Maybe you do the measurement and you show your cardiac output increase 5%. And the true cardiac would increase 25%. Mm -hmm. It's the right direction, but is really clinically relevant. Mm. So either you use good technology or don't pretend. I mean, it's, up to, it's a hobby, whatever, you can do whatever you want, but if you're treating critical care patients with mortality 40, 50, 60%, you better have good technology or be very critical. Mm -hmm. So this is a data from real patients. That is such a very true point, and I'm glad you just said that. Go ahead, let me let you go, because I'm going to be bringing something up about that. Okay. And I'm coming to my part. This is my publication in, um, in uh, journal Perfusion. When kind of I introduced new non-invasive methodology to measure cardiac output in vena-vena-scroll-membrane oxygenation patients with measuring circulation, it's kind of concept. So why you want to measure cardiac output, low cardiac output, right heart failure, low cardiac output, hypovolemia, and maybe just to know oxygen delivery, like we just talked about it, mm -hmm. right? If you can. Okay. So I already mentioned this slide. There's no really good technology, unfortunately, VV ECMO patient. This is because 
the system sucks the, the blood from injection, and you inject cold saline for cell modulation, it sucks out. So you are, it's all dimensions. And I don't mean to interrupt you. Please forgive me. Of course. No, no. The, when you were talking about the Vigileo's technical limitations. Yes. Is that, are you referring to patients on VV ECMO, or are you referring in general? I'm sorry. So for VV ECMO, you see what can happen, right? Yes. Um, there's a publication by Dr. Pinsky. This is kind of the gods from Pittsburgh. When he compared all techniques, uh, Paulson, Edwards, Litko, they do pulse counter-analysis mm -hmm. with thermal dilution in critical patients. And he find out that all three technologies not only not accurate, but also give you wrong dynamics. So let's say thermodilution show cardiac up, they all show cardiac put is down. It's a published data. About all, he just uh, uh, did this measurement, it's published. So I personally will be very careful, personally, treating sick, sick patients uh, with this technology, we, unless you have some parallel analysis, maybe you have, you know, chemical data not really nice, you know, something supporting. But this is published data, I'm not inventing it. Fair, fair enough. Mm. Wow. Okay. So, how we measure cardiac output? You remember we have the flow, right? And this equation here, and we don't know the cardiac output, and we don't know the venous post-venous saturation of We don't know it, right? Mm -hmm. So, what you can do, if you can change the pump flow, you produce different equation. You see? When you de decrease the pump flow, this, this is red line became smaller because it delivered less oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. But there are more non-saturated blood, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to people kind of focus on all math, but it isn't in my paper, right? Mm -hmm. But the you need to do a couple assumptions. Lungs do not oxygenate or partially oxygenate. Why? Because if you decrease the pump flow, you should see decrease of saturation. Mm -hmm. If it's not, the patient is good with lungs. Maybe mm -hmm. have other problem. Maybe you need to give some SO2, CO2, but it doesn't matter. But you can't do use this method. Mm -hmm. He need to have a decrease of saturation when you go with the pump flow. Mm -hmm. This is the limitation. We also assume here that cardiac output is relatively stable. I mean, and the data that I show you from the animal experiment when there was a flow on pulmonary artery, you see that you change the pump flow, it's pretty stable, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not deep. yeah. It's before the right heart. Yeah, and before they, the right give it back, right? So yeah, yeah. so it's before yeah. the pumping so, chamber. Okay, so I'm I'm uh, just you know don't want to overflow this thing. So what happened with the patient when you decrease the pump flow? When you decrease the pump flow, saturation is going down. The question is, what's happened with the venous saturation, right? And there are kind of two scenarios. If body wants to keep consumption the same, it should go the same way down. Cardiac up the same, arterial go down, venous go down, keep, keep the consumption the same. Mm -hmm. Or it may not change, so you don't know. So we do some mathematical assumption that it may be between zero to full decrease. So if you decrease five, mil, uh, five saturation units, SVO2 you don't know, also go five and you have same consumption or less. So we don't know. So here I introduce in this paper mathematical equation, you know, to uh, account for it. So we try to solve this equation, right? Just to have a cardiac output, right? You go to the patient, 
you measure circulation, you go down to the pump, or measure again, you want to calculate something. Yeah. Okay. This is the pump stuff. I'll just explain you what does it mean. Okay. This is the end of big mathematics. So this is the mathematical model for adult patients. So the is it accuracy about this technology, the worst case scenario, I'll show you this. Whoops. So this is a percent error. Mm -hmm. This is a cardiac index. Mm -hmm. So you see that in small cardiac indexes, it's quite accurate. There is a different color because it's a for different circulation, different uh, coefficient, it's a lot of the mathematical modeling. And I have a Greg, my colleague, he loved this graph. But anyway, what we need to know? We need to know that in this area, in this area, we have a pretty good accuracy, independently how things changed. Mm -hmm. Same thing is here. And the, the wider the curve, the more probability of the patient here. I don't want to overload you with this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What it tell you that in small cardiac output area, like 2.5 index, 3 liters index, 3.5 index. This technology quite accurate within 10%. And this is what's important for us if we're afraid of the cardiac failure. This yeah. mathematical modeling, just for fun to see, but we'll go further. Okay, so now we go to clinical data. So uh, it's uh, published in the paper, but let me explain to you. So this is the data that we're analyzing was applied to 17 patients uh, with 52 cardiac output measurements. So this, uh, this is, uh, applied retrospectively. So this was done before I come up with this idea. Okay. So what they did before, they come to the patient and establish flow of 1.5 liter, and then they decrease the pump flow, they decrease the pump flow, mm -hmm. and measure the circulation. What's happened? The circulation also is going down, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And saturation is going down, mm -hmm. right? And the SVO2, by the way, didn't change much, mm -hmm. right? And uh, this decrease of the saturation, arterial saturation to, to them, right? So if you come to the patient, you see how saturation going down the pump flow, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. okay. So if you want to use any method, you need to be independent, right? So you increase 6 or 10, doesn't matter. Cardiac output should be the same, right? So um, let me kind of, again make a summary here, right? So you come to the patient, you measure circulation, decrease the pump, and arterial saturation, decrease the pump flow, measure recirculation and saturation. And from this date, you should have cardiac So this is the idea of the math. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the reproducibility of the method. You come to the patient, right? And you decrease on six units mm -hmm. saturation, or at eight units, or nine. It doesn't matter. It's the same cardiac output will be. Mm -hmm. So it became reproducible if you decrease at least six units. If you decrease for two, three units, you're not reliable. And of course, if you come to the patient, look at arterial saturation, it's going up and down mm -hmm. a little bit, never stable. So that's not really Yeah, a to, to make this technology yeah. work, you need to go really down five, six units, seven, and then mm -hmm. you have reliable data for cardiac application. Okay, and this is my, I hope, is my final slide. So do you remember I showed this curve, the, this table to you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a cardiac output measured by this concept of two flows. So we see our lung saturation mm -hmm. is in a reasonable shape from 49 to 90. Mm -hmm. So it at least keeps the mass balance right. And here the same. So it was during this measurement, there was Vigilia, you know, they collect the data, put mm -hmm. it in archive. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So this how do circulation and we talk about this in this summary. This new method to calculate cardiac is non-invasive, easy to perform, and has good reproducibility. The next step is validation. So what's happened with validation? We receive an age grant to validate on animals, but due to the COVID, things are much delayed, so it's still in the process. So it's a little bit more complicated presentation, difficult to get, but I hope I get the concept. Yeah. I'm done. Go ahead and open Thank the you. phone lines again. Yeah. That wow. was excellent. That was incredible. It that was, was fun. Yeah. Excellent. Really. So, but anyway, yeah. So I'm gonna need your help with some uh, some directions. Of course. Okay. A little more. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. But we have a couple of patients right now, and right. I'm gonna be there this right. evening. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And just for I, you know, I will tell you, John. Are you there? Yeah. John's there. John, I think you're gonna appreciate this. Right. So, Min called me last night and said, you know, can I? Uh, so, so you, you need me there when? About 10.30, uh, 11 o'clock? I said, no, man, you need to be here at, at 7.45. Okay, that's when we start. Immediately after that, Tammy called me and said, hey, can, uh, since I'm in the afternoon, can I just, you know, spend some time maybe in the morning getting a workout in and family and stuff like that because I have to do an ECMO shift in the evening. And I'm like, why are you doing an ECMO shift in the evening? She said, because that's our system and that's what I have to do. So I said, well... And this is after I took an Ambien, so apparently I wasn't thinking. I told and you. And I said, hey, I'll tell you what. I really need you in the morning. I'll do your shift for you in the evening if you'll come in early. So, Min, I'm sorry. Not that you're not still my favorite, mm -hmm. but, Tammy, I'm doing your shift. Well, I so, got Min's shift covered today, so. Yeah. I'm happy so for that. There too. you yeah. go. Rock yeah. and roll. This mm -hmm. is a lot better than your out. shift. So, Dr. Kravitsky. Um, I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the technology because I agree with you so very much about that. Um, we are bombarded, and I made a comment yesterday, uh, John, if you recall, um, and I was talking about continuous venovino hemofiltration, also referred to as CRRT. We integrate that into our ECMO circuit a lot of times, and uh, I have strong feelings about which technology, which one of the technologies I think is is best. And I think your comment is very provocative. And I enjoy provocative comments. But we are bombarded with the marketing side of these technologies. And hospitals are buying Vigileos and Lidcos and technologies like that. And we struggle to get them to buy an ELSA meter, which can do so much. Um, are you confronted with that because you're both in industry and you're also involved in science? Um, you know, I'm, uh, the ELSA monitor, I consider to be somehow extra until people know the clinical value. Mm -hmm. It's currently a little bit uh, uh, sided to VV ECMO, but next generation also will take care about V ECMO, the cardiac output, mm -hmm. things, et cetera. I have, a public, I have a submission and abstract in the side meeting. As for other technologies, you know, it's all about uh, um, commercial power. Yeah. See what's happening. Uh, there was kind of a trend, right? So what is good enough, right? We have a swan guns, technology, dye dilution, technology. And uh, we need to understand that uh, the dye techniques, dilution, are the, the gold standard. Why? Because you know limitations. Every technology limitations. You may have a shunt, something, right? 
Other technology have another limitation, like you go with ECHO, there's operator error, you never know what it is, how big it is, so it's kind of a... As to the pulse counter analysis, I, I name it a good enough technology. You know what I mean? So you put it in, and I show you something, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, you know. I personally, my personal thinking is, the, you need to, if you really want to use this device, you really need to know many things. For example, you come to this patient, he's a burn patient, right? And this technology show you cardiac index five. This is a very bad cardiac index for, for burn patients, should be nine. Because burn patients, right? They should have to survive nine, 10 liters, uh, cardiac index nine, 10, two times more than normal, right? So if you have a good kind of feeling of what cardiac but should be, you may try to use them. But if you really rely on it. Yeah, if you're using that as your. As a main, yeah. I'll be very, very careful with pulse mm. counter analysis. There are many assumptions. Why mm. do you think this pressure tells you about the cardiac output? There's so many assumptions how aorta is doing, how organ is doing, standardly. Mm -hmm. I'll be very, very careful. So if I have a patient, uh, and I wanted to ask you, can you do the same thing without turning the flow down, but decreasing the FiO2, the inspired oxygen percentage, into the lung that you're currently using? Yeah, there is some, uh, I think it published it, so some method how you try to do it without pump flow change. I don't know what the accuracy there. Mm, but there's something out yeah, there you, about you that. Can, uh, you can try, but I don't know what the cure is. And again, you decrease the pump flow for practically 10 minutes. Uh, and uh, you don't need to go less than 85. If mm -hmm. you're, let's say, let's say, you need to go six units down, I mentioned, right? So if you're 92, you can go eight units, uh, six units down. So you have 86. So you didn't ruin the red book recommendations mm -hmm. for like a 10 minutes maximum. Mm -hmm. So I, compared to what you get, cardiac output, this patient may be, uh, um, you know, on ECMO with maybe cardiac index too. So uh, you, do you do the recirculation before, before yeah, you, have to you before. turn it down? And then you do it again. So you have two bags and then you do it. You have a control and then you have a, you have a control and then you have a change. Yeah. So uh, when you first mm. do measurement, you don't touch the, the setting. Patient have a regular ECMO flow, nothing. You do the circulation. Then you go down. Your saturation goes six units. You do one more measurement, take one minute. Ah. Then mm. you go back. Mm -hmm. So practically, it's like a uh, ten minutes maximum. Mm -hmm. So and then we need to have an SAO2, obviously. Uh, yeah, you, you, of course you. you is this have, how you do it? You, you have, have to have that. So it's a pulse ox usually is what exactly. we use. Exactly, good enough. Right? Um, because that's how you know how much. To go down on the flow, yeah, you need it. six yeah. points. Right. Okay. And then we can send you that data, and you can tell us what their cardiac output <laughs> Or I can send you the Excel file. You can just push <laughs> the button. Yeah. We, you, I would appreciate that, because yeah. I'm going in there tonight. Yeah. yeah. And I'm oh, going really? to be doing this. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to need that. And because uh, I was going to say, make sure you get Wi-Fi on your flight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. going to have the, uh, in the and he's, he's going to sleep. See, these all calculations, see, it's all mm -hmm. Excel file. You put this mass balance equation Excel file and you enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, the, the technology that we're introducing in next generation will help you. You put data, it calculate the indexes, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. cardiac index, uh, systemic vascularis, whatever, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm. But you can use in, actually in my paper there is a, a kind of attachment um, appendix with the uh, how to do Excel files. Okay, if you have it, you can just send it to me. It'd be great. Okay, I'm not real good with Excel. Okay, so. I, I I I have it <laughs> here anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. Very good. So our, uh, we have the phone lines open in case we have any additional. Yep. In case anybody else wants to call, please do. Um, Min, you have any questions, John? Min, let's go with Min first. Um, no, I mean, it was actually an excellent talk. You know, everything was very interesting and very helpful. Um, so I guess to take home, um, you know, it's probably a good idea, like what we just discussed, to actually do a recirculation test at our, whatever our optimal ECMO flow is currently to support the patient. Then decreasing our flow to a mean to where we drop six points to where we're still maintaining a six percent on your sat. Yeah, saturation of 86, 88 percent, just to see at that ECMO flow if our recirculation is better, according to what our consistent cardiac output is. Yes, right. That's another very good. So because that would tell you if it was certainly it would give you that initial thought. It's it's depressed, but it might go the other direction. You may be very hyperdynamic because it's going to tell you that too. And I think one of our patients is. Is it going to give you a, a cardiac output? Yeah. So let me let me say that this technology has not been validated yet. It's mm -hmm. a theory, and I we theory. did animal experiment in Syracuse, but we didn't finish yet. So it's probably delayed everything. So um, this is why you can calculate based on the theory, right? Because not not validated. It, it validated is very difficult because mm -hmm. you need to measure cardiac output. How do it in human? Mm -hmm. What is the method to compare? This is a problem. This is very simple to do. It's not going to harm it. Yeah. No, um, no, so, no. you know, I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, it's something we would do anyway to assess our ability to wean. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, the, so these are yeah. things we do this all yeah. the time. So it's but not now we're just using a different application. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're just, yeah. Case, see, I didn't want to overload people with all But if you come to the patient, let's say, and you have an adult, I was, it was in Germany, and the pump flow was 200, uh, to 2 liters. 2 liters. Adult. And we decrease pump flow to 150, 1500, and saturation goes 7-8%. You already know it's a low cardiac output. Yeah. Because if only 500 mil down dramatically change your saturation, mm -hmm. it means there is not enough other flow. It's ma main flow. So you, you know what I mean? There's a lot of thinking if you look at the simple equation. You can have a good feeling about the, it, it's all about the cardiac output, not the positioning. Right? Mm -hmm. Position didn't change. If you go down 500 and you change dramatically the saturation of the patient, Absolutely. it means his native cardiac output is small. So you only half a liter make a big deal for the patient. Right. Mm -hmm. So you immediately, I mean, uh, if you think about it, you say, well, oh, and we measure cardiac output, and it was low. Mm. Hmm. Very good. Nice. John, any questions? You're yeah. muted. You're muted. Muted. Start over yeah. again. My mic's on? Yeah. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always wanted the, um, had this monitor wherever I was in doing ECMO, and now I want it even more. That's basically <laughs> my, my thought. It's, it's, it's more versatile and informative than, than we ever thought, Joe, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. You know, we're, we're very, I think we really enjoy it. It has done a variety of things for us. Um, you know, as we discussed yesterday, we went to the um, to the alternate 
you know, very minimal anticoagulation strategy using sub-Q instead of IV heparin and uh, a little bit of Plavix and aspirin. And we were checking oxygenated blood volumes. We were checking, well, two things it did for us. That was number one, is it validated that we weren't clotting our oxygenators off. Uh, we used a different oxygenator um, and one that drowned, which I just fundamentally <laughs> believe in. I know you use the quadrangle. It's called a quadrangle, but really it's okay. square. Um, you know, just so you kind of know, it just depends, I guess, on how you rotate the square object. Perception is everything. Um, always. Uh, <laughs> but it also has really helped us tremendously during the insertion process of these ECMOs so that when they're, when they, before they lock it down, we check it. And I have found a number of occasions now where it was really suboptimal and a little bit of change, you could both see it occur in the change in the color because there was a big color difference but then it actually became more and we saw that big decrease so it gave validation to what we were seeing and then we had the one patient where the Avalon catheter had slipped out of the uh, inferior vena cava and actually flipped into the RV and checking the recirculation was our first indicator did a quick chest x-ray saw it with the big curve in it and fixed that problem as well. So well, it's been very useful. And we've been moving the patients a lot. So if we have any thought that the cannula has been flipped or manipulated, we just run a research test. And we've got it where now if there's any question, our surgeon says run a research test. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. 